Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Today is our special guest day, where we will hear from a friend of the ministry who will share their insight and stories on truth in this chaotic world. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, everybody. This is uh, Guest Thursday again, and uh, we have returned guest uh, for our second session with uh, Jeff and Angela Lamont from uh, Allen, Texas. And okay. uh, they shared last week uh, their story of how they came to know Christ, uh, how they came to know each other at church. And uh, Angela had invited uh, you, Jeff, to a small group because uh, that was her job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, you guys realize, man, you, you love each other and fell in love and got married and have two beautiful children. And you got one leaving uh, for uh, college and off at Abilene Christian. That'll be fun. And uh, it'll be interesting uh, to see how that goes this year. And uh, it sounds like she's following in your footsteps a lot, Angela. So that's and exciting. And going further. Like, yeah, she's gonna, she wants to be a doctor. So Oh, nice. I think- there's not enough doctors that know nutrition, although they act like it. <laughs> is she um, is so she uh, bent toward the uh, sciences and stuff? So she's like she looks forward to that kind of stuff. Yeah, she is unbelievably smart, um, mm. and she, yeah, she loves the sciences. And bl- and blood doesn't bother her, right? It does. <laughs> that is uh, a minute little thing that she's just going to have to get over. There's yeah. very little physicians and people in healthcare that they start out that way, but like, repeated exposure helps. My, uh, I think she also has a deep love for other people too. Yeah. I think that you know, being a doctor is a great combination of science with relationship because if you yes. can't connect with somebody, you know, it doesn't matter how much you know, they're they're not going to listen. Right. And we've all had doctors like that before. <laughs> yes. yes. Little known fact, people don't realize that most doctors don't even take one nutrition class in all of their med school. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Yeah. It isn't that funny because it's uh, nutrition all about how to stay healthy. <laughs> it's really funny. My dad was a surgeon and um, he uh, took me to surgery as a high schooler, you know, because he wanted me to become a surgeon too. So, and I was, I was good and really good in science, you know, but I go to surgery and um, uh, I'm observing and I noticed it's super precise. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't, you, I mean, it's super precise and, you know, and I already knew my personality was, yeah, that's close enough, you know. <laughs> uh, and my dad that says, may not go so well uh, my dad said, no, 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 that ain't going to work for a surgeon. So yeah, go do something else, you know, that, uh, so I, I went up in business and, and computers, so. Well, uh, last time you shared about a big decision that you just had, that you were having a very successful uh, career in commercial lending uh, and working with automobiles and real estate. And uh, obviously, were you, were you part of, uh, I'm assuming, a larger company that you were, you were helping and, and doing very well with on this larger company there in Texas? Uh, and, and you said you had an hour or so commute. Where, was it in Las Colinas? No, it was in downtown Dallas. Downtown, so, okay. Yeah, even though it's roughly 30 miles between Allen and, and Dallas, um, the traffic, especially pre-COVID, was thick, you know, and driving up and down Highway 75, you know, 
you could be stuck behind a wreck and then another wreck and then another wreck. Mm. And it, you know, while I tried to make the most of the time, either start the day on the telephone doing business or listening to, um, you know, Christ-centered podcasts or sermons that I would save to a USB drive so that they didn't skip or interrupt or anything. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I tried to make the most of the time, but there's still a difference between having to kind of half pay attention to the traffic around you so that, you know, you're safe and then giving your full attention to, to God in those moments. And so mm-hmm. it, it's been a, a real blessing to move to a work from home so that I have plenty of time to be able to do that. And, okay. That's great. And, and uh, so you, you were uh, in this uh, business and then uh, Angela, did you, did you start this other business that you guys joined together or? Yeah, so I after I became a dietitian and at the same time had our first child, so we always know how long I've been a dietitian by how old Hannah is. Uh, <laughs> it was literally the same week. I couldn't yeah. go to the graduation dinner. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I started in clinical pediatrics at the Children's Medical Center here in Dallas, and I learned all areas of practice, like fell in love with pediatric, clinical pediatrics. So ended up on the heart floor working with a lot of infants that have heart um, congenital heart defects um, a lot of gi stuff but really like growing kids despite their um, ongoing medical challenges even from the infant all the way up to the adolescent so spent a lot of time in the hospital learning that but then you know also dealing with our own family that is growing you know hannah is a toddler now and then hey we get pregnant with evan in 2007 um and we've always felt this call that eventually i was going to be um you know starting up uh, my own practice i had just such a drive inside of me um from the lord that we um had some big he had some big plans through that we didn't realize it was going to be that soon i mean we were i was living in allen and commuting downtown to the big hospital with two kids it was and then you know there were some opportunities that just happened doctors like i said i was going to start seeing adults in private practice and pediatrics in the hospital but then i got a call from a well-renowned pediatric GI doctor that called and asked if I would see his patients and I could mm. have office space there and everything. Mm. So it kind of just landed in my lap. Uh, and um, so I let go of the hospital and that's how Lamont Nutrition started in 2008, mm. 2009. It wasn't called Lamont Nutrition, it was just my name. Um, but yeah, it started really growing. And in 2012, I, I started, we started um, using applied for insurance coverage dietitian coverage um started being a thing like blue cross blue shield in texas said hey we'll cover a nutrition visit with a dietitian uh no copay unlimited visits it started that way Mm -hmm. and that's how we started really growing we became insurance providers i hired we hired our first office manager i hired my first dietitian 2012 2013 and here we are 2022 and we just hired our, I don't know, 15th, 16th one. So, and we're opening a second office here in the Metroplex um, now. So um, there's been a lot of really exponential growth, but with Jeff having an MBA um, and having experience in commercial real estate lending, now we're seeing how God's pulling all of this together, right? As we Mm. expand the business and really get into, 
you know, a lot of exciting things because th this model that we have is very, very unlike anything. I mean, there are some pre multi dietitian practices in the country, but we are really among a, a select few. So um, we really want to grow this concept to serve communities everywhere to be able to see, um, you know, just like a primary care physician would see their local dietitian once a year and do a well check because um, we are the dietitian, uh, diet, the uh, nutrition experts for the public. Um, I actually was a spokesperson for the dietitians from 2012 to, to what was it last year? Last year. So I have a lot of media training. I was in a lot of like news articles and things that, that I would have to represent our uh, professional arm, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, um, where we have 100,000 dietitians all over the world representing um, our profession in various aspects, whether it be food service. I mean, they're not just private practice. There's food service, there's hospital work, there's um, culinary, but we all have the, the same base credential and then there's actual different certification. So I would promote our prof profession and also set the record straight on a lot of um, issues concerning nutrition science. So and what, what exactly I, is the, uh, you said the model, tell, tell everybody what exactly is that model? So we are a multi uh, dietitian practice where we see individuals and we do some group work and corporate wellness, but we're all, our practitioners are all dietitians. Um, we get, we are insurance providers, just like um, a doctor is an insurance provider. So um, under a lot of people's insurance plans, they can look and say, hey, I wanna see a dietitian. They look and see who's in the area. Lamont Nutrition sees um, patients for a variety of things. Like we have, um, you know, pediatric nutrition, failure to thrive, um, wellness. Um, we have really, really, really grown in the area of eating disorders, which is really kind of was one of the reasons why I catapulted into more behavioral nutrition, how behavioral and spiritual meets nutrition and how all aspects of your life is what defines wellness, not just your eating. Because as much as we feel very uh, complimented that, you know, food is the only thing that dictates health. What I learned over many years of helping people individually is that's just one piece of the puzzle. So hmm. our dietitians, we really get them to look at all aspects of health. Um, and I've had a dream to be able to bring that, you know, that uh, faith base into it. So during COVID, um, I decided to go back to school to get my master's in clinical mental health counseling. So I've been doing the Liberty University online program. And so God is bringing behavior and nutrition and wellness together. And I have some, um, some counseling partners that we also have been working with to be able to continue to bring a holistic kind of um, healing to people's lives. Great. And so, uh... Uh, you started this business, starting to thrive. Uh, walk us through spiritually, uh, Jeff. How did you start to get uh, uh, God's voice about, hey, I'd like you to switch from your <laughs> from your career to this, uh, which was which was going to, by definition, at the moment anyway, was going to was going to be a cut in your income. So that's not an easy easy thing. So walk us through how did that that go about? Not just yeah, I think I'll go do that. It's how did you, how are you led by God into that? Um, I guess maybe to start with is I've always been involved in, in the business. I mean, it, 
early on, you know, a couple of hours a week of my time, sure. it really didn't take much, but, you know, think of me as having always fulfilled a CFO, COO, CTO role, uh, doing a lot of planning and budgeting discussions with Angela, you know, she would bounce ideas, everything from, should we hire this person? Here's what I think to, you know, what are we going to do as far as, you know, implementing um, benefits into the company yep, for yep. employees, those kinds of things. Because as a small business, there's no easy way to do any of that. Um, and so that's been my role behind the scenes for a very long time since day one. Um, and then God started making some things in my primary career less and less comfortable. Um, he started showing me the opportunities that we had in our business for growth. And every segment of the markets that we're in he kept revealing over and over and over again that there is untold possibilities and opportunities that I have ahead of you. And so Angela and I talked and said, well, let's pray about it and let's see what God has to say. And we prayed about it for uh, probably about a year before God said right now. Um, and, and I kind of have to confess a little bit. Um, I think he started feeling like he was hearing from God you know, a year and a half ago. <laughs> and um, it was really hard for my, it was hard for me that I had to, I mean, I had to be obviously go into neutral. Um, that was probably all I could do um, instead of just jump over on his side and say, okay, let's do it, you know? <laughs> and I'm one of these people that likes to take chances, but um, he had gotten to a level you know, and commercial real estate lending where we were very comfortable. We were able to put money away yeah. we were able to pay off our debt. We were able, I mean, it was really hard for him to juggle. I mean, as bigger, big as Lamont got, he was, you know, so divided. Um, so, you know, it was like we were doing well financially, but he was just really strung out. So um, just taking that step of literally having um, our financial income. And then, and then, you know, just, it's just so hard to hear from God when you, when, again, I have that issue with security. Um, it was really, um, something that I had to, I had to calm down in my heart. Yeah. We can hear from There's him. Two yeah, things. I think one of the biggest concerns we had was what could this do to our marriage? Yeah. And, mm. you know, it, it's it's one thing for for us to occasionally work together. It would be another thing to do it full time. And what would that look like? And then one of the things that, that pieces of wisdom God gave me is that why do you think it would necessarily be a bad thing? It could be the best thing that ever happened to your marriage. Right. There's two sides to this. And as long as you follow me into it, this is going to only improve the relationship that you two share. So that that piece of wisdom happened less than a week, I think, before Angela heard from God. And okay, mm -hmm. I, I'm hearing the same thing you're hearing now, and, and we just kind of continued to, to go God's way. Yeah, and two, two things you said, uh, each of you. One, uh, Jeff, you said there was a little bit of a holy dissatisfaction going on. Uh, that generally is what happens when God's ready to move you to some place. Talk a little bit about that, because uh, a lot of people dismiss it and or ignore it uh, and think there must be something wrong because I should, I should, I should, I should. But God says, I'm purposely <laughs> doing this. So right. talk a little bit about what that looked like for you. 
I was going to say the other side of that is sometimes I'd love to hear this, but sometimes people will do that and dismiss it. Or other times they take that holy dissatisfaction and they forget to ask God what it's about. They just run (laughs) and do their own thing with it. That's right. I'm out. So I love the surrender here. So yeah, I'd love to hear a little more about what happened there. Um, You know, I have a very, very kind of almost... Uh, definitive type personality. I like things to be done the right way. I mentioned, I think, earlier in some of our discussions that I like to have things exactly right. Yeah. Um, And that is helpful a lot of the time, but there's other times where that makes things even more uncomfortable. Um, And so kind of a desire to have things exactly right um, doesn't go exactly the way you think it should. So, and there were some strife that that was creating inside my professional career. Um, I understand very much when it's time to just move on either, either, you know, you take the loss of time and you move on or you've got enough to get the deal done and you just get it done. So I, I understand there's a balance there. Um, but it's just, it was starting to create some discomfort. I have a very definitive leadership style. I, I it's, um, I try to to take a best approach and take care of the people aspect of it. And then once you put your faith and trust in people is basically good, you pray for them, you build them up, then you can trust them to go and do and fulfill what they need to do in their jobs. And that was getting increasingly more and more difficult. Um, from a practical standpoint, I think Angela mentioned that there was a lot of hours that, that I was putting into work throughout the week. Um, you know, you can pull 80 hour, 85 hour work weeks for a short period of time, doing it for months and months and months on end starts to have uh, impact on a lot of things. And one of the things personally is that my personality wasn't who, who I was. Yeah. I was grumpy. Mm-hmm. I was tired. I was irritable. And I didn't like that about myself. Um, so, you know, there was a lot of that that was going on that was showing me personally that God's moving and maneuvering me for something else at the same time some of the things that weren't going right god was saying pay attention to this Mm. this is not the way i want you to do things but you have a propensity to do things this way and so i want you to pay attention to the impact that it has and so you know it's you can learn as much when things are uncomfortable by the things that are making you uncomfortable if they don't seem like they're going the right way as I, I guess the easiest way to say it is I'd rather learn from somebody else's mistakes than my own. Um, and fortunately, uh, through the Great Recession back, started in late 2008 and persisted all the way through, I guess, technically mid-2012, I, I worked for a market contrarian um, and learned so much through other companies' failures that it's the best education anybody could ever have on what what it takes to make a company successful. And so it's the same kind of logic. It's also, you know, I'm working for somebody who's highly entrepreneurial, understanding risk and what entrepreneurial rates of return really need to look like and, and seeing the best parts about how that is supposed to work. There's always opportunities around us to learn. You just have to be willing to see it. Sometimes it can be, you know, the sun is shining and everything is beautiful in front of you. And it can be just as easy to miss the lessons God has for you in those times as it is when, you know, it looks like you're in the middle of a storm and you're fighting to survive. God always has wisdom. He can pull out of those situations for you. You just have to be 
willing to listen. Yeah, and, and so it, that's the as you were, uh, so you were having this uh, something, something's up. Uh, pay attention. Uh, you're starting to receive those signals. Um, how did you then receive that? Actually, what I'm headed you toward is to join as a leader uh, in this new business that your wife started. How did you? How did you start to hear that? And then D'Angelo will come back to you about how you approached uh, this neutral, this issue of neutrality. But how did that happen that you, you paid attention, something's up, and God said, okay, here's what's up. How did, how did you hear that? Um, it's spending time with him. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, I think I, I mentioned on the last podcast that the amount of wisdom that God shares with you is directly in relation to the amount of time that you spend listening to him. Um, it's an easy, simple concept, but can I you think... say that again? Because that that very phrase is so hard for people to understand sometimes and truly get. But that is so true. I love that. Uh, and, and so, you know, I think as a direct result of spending more time with God, He's showing me more things. Mm-hmm. And so, what He's showing me is, uh, you know, you've got your core business. That there are some things that need to change to make it run more efficiently. If we can do that. Here's where I can take it. We've got a corporate set to our business where we take it. We don't just counsel individuals. We have kind of a corporate business relationship that we provide others, uh, other services to. Here's what I can do with that now that you know COVID is winding down. We have a genetic product that we were just introducing now, but we didn't have anybody to manage. Hmm. And so as we're looking and breaking down our, our business into these different market segments, God is showing me I can do this and I can do this and I can do this. And then all of a sudden he ties it all together and he says, I've got this great idea that's over and above all of it. Mm-hmm. That's a long-term goal. Well, if he's sharing these visions with me, he's doing it for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And that purpose is for me to go to work for God to, to fulfill those visions that he's sharing for me for the company. And I, like I mentioned earlier, my biggest fear is you know, standing in God's way trying to do mm. things under my own power instead of following where God is leading me. Yeah. So that's that, that becomes a relatively easy decision to make. And it, you know, personally, the risk is never easy. But when you realize that, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? I still have God. I still have my family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if things don't work out the way that I have things visioned or the way that, that you know, God has shown me, well, then I'll learn from it. Great. And then Angela, you uh, and you start hearing this and discussing it. And of course, you're with your particularly with your need, a desire for security. It's like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, we're not there yet. Um, yeah. And so you're looking at that uh, potential conflict um, and you're obviously trying to hear. But you said something. Uh, well, you really couldn't understand it till you were willing to go to neutrality. Yeah. Uh, so talk about that process, which is, are you willing to receive God's will? And when you're not neutral, you really can't. So how did you work through that? I mean, it's still an ongoing daily process. Um, but anytime that, I mean, we've been married again, almost 22 years. And every time uh, we've had like a close family member pass away, um, it really becomes a reminder for me, and this sounds obvious, but like tomorrow is not promised for us, um, and we need to continue to um, keep our eyes on 
on eternity and mm -hmm. what we are on this earth to to do and i truly believe that this is this is my purpose is this um ministry through dietetics and behavioral health and those kind of things and my sister passed away in october um she was like my best girlfriend um she died of cancer and so when that happened of course in that morning process you know and it's continuing but it the blessing of that is i am reminded again that nobody is promised tomorrow um mm -hmm. and if you have a call in your life um, you don't want to wait till somewhere down the road. Um, the worst that can happen, if you feel that call in your life, then, um, you know, everything, God's with you through that. So there's really no losing, you know, Romans 8, 28, where it talks about God, about God working all things for his glory, that, you know, as we were deciding on this office that we just decided to lease on, I mean, he was telling me, you know, there is no wrong choice mm. <laughs> you know there's no wrong yeah. choice when it came to like the location it was like um every choice i mean everything i'm gonna work to the glory if you're if you're sticking with me and mm. and so i just knew that you know um you know things were happening at his at his job and it was getting more obvious that i was just like this is what we need to do. If we want it, we were getting so uncomfortable with a lot of the um, organizational stuff within the company that I didn't go to school for, but he did, um, that it was just the right timing to do it. So that's what we did in April. Yeah. Right? So how did you, how did you get to uh, neutrality when you were, you know, struggling with that spiritually? How did you come to a point where, okay, I'm willing now to let, let this be true if this is your will? Uh, just, I mean, just surrendering, you know, um, I've had control issues all my life. So I knew that, I mean, I could like, you know how you can stand outside yourself and realize what your struggle is, you know, but, um, you know, Jeff and I have learned a way to have our very different ways that we approach things. Like I am action oriented, like very, I, I just, my work ethic is just like always firing. Like I, I, I assess my good day by how productive I am. And I don't know if that's a good thing, but that's kind of like how I am. I like work, work, work. And he works, but in a different way, he's very, very methodical. And, and early in our marriage, um, and still sometimes like it really kind of works again. I mean, like we are in conflict because I'm ready to make a decision. Yeah. He, he wants to do more research <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and we, we know that in every other aspect of our life, it will, I mean, God means it for us to be like, come together and, and make it work for us. Um, but now we're going to put it in a professional um, setup right, right, that we're right. still working out. But yeah. I know, I know, I have to get get out of my own way in order for his um, an, an unbelievable gifts to be able to yeah. um, work for our company. Yeah, and that's the what uh, I love. Go ahead, oh, Kathy. I was going to say what I love hearing as you share this 
is really how he has taken things that both of you are very passionate about and you're both very aware of. And mm -hmm. he's using those very instances to refine you the most. Yes. Yeah. And, indeed. and that's a gift. When we embrace that, that's that's truly a gift that he can take, you know, when we surrender that, he can take it and make so much more of it. I mean, growing our character and growing our marriages and growing our faith um, in healing wounds from the past, all of these things when we mm -hmm. allow him, especially to take the things we're most passionate about and and run with them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And Angela, you said um, an important element of this is that because people tend to look at uh, these big, big decisions of, well, okay, let's get that resolved. Um, isn't that great? I know now God's will. And then, and then uh, Jeff, you talked a little bit about this. So then we take back over. Uh, okay, got it. I'm off and going to do my stuff. And what you said is actually, and you got to learn this, uh, it's always step by step. It is an important milestone, but it just means you're there. <laughs> now now you got to keep going down the path. And you guys got to, particularly in this scenario, which we'll come back and uh, we'd love to hear the story of how did you uh, have an exceptional marriage an exceptional business and keep seeking God's will step by step by step, uh, particularly, in, and you've expressed, and we, we can talk more about this some other time, is uh, your our personalities, uh, Kathy, as you know, with me and Linda, you and Dan, is uh, we naturally have different views. You know, so Angela, you said, "Hey, I'm ready. Let's go. Take the risk." Uh, interesting enough, except when, <laughs> except, <for now. laughs> except except when it's going to mean my my finances, and then yeah. uh, of course uh, Jeff is saying, "Well, it's got to all line up," and uh, mm -hmm. so everything is going to be a little bit when you first approach it. Of, well, let's. I'm not sure yet because uh, I don't see it the same way. So it'll be fun to see how you guys now take all these steps step-by-step step into the business. And uh, it sounds like it's it's thriving and it's about ready to explode, it sounds mm -hmm. to me. And uh, so we'll be, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be praying for you and, and to restore, you. restore quickly your uh, financial situation, which is gonna be far exceedingly above whatever you can imagine. So mm -hmm. we're excited about that. So thank you so much for sharing these uh, wonderful stories, uh, your heart for God, the enthusiasm for God, it's, it's, it shows. We're gonna pray. Uh, Father, we pray over them right now blessing. We pray peace. Uh, we pray uh, provision. We pray the ability to enjoy all that you have planned for them. And it's going to be step by step. May they learn how to do it well uh, and thoroughly enjoy it uh, together now at, with their working together and living together uh, in their marriage. And may it be a thriving opportunity. And we praise you and thank you and look forward to what you're going to share in the future in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank, thank you guys so much. Kathy, we will see Thanks you so again much. tomorrow. Absolutely. Thanks yes. so much. And can't wait to hear how all this turns out. Yeah. You can just see how God is using <laughs> your passions and your gifts. Honestly, this is blessed to be a blessing. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yes. Like what yeah. you're what he is creating through your business and through your faithfulness is going to bless so many people. So yeah. I love yeah. it. So we'll uh, so thanks we'll, for we'll, joining we'll, us, everyone. We'll set a time to have you back and we can't wait to hear the next uh, piece of the story. Absolutely. So, and how your daughter did, by the way, in uh, Abilene Christian Church. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right. Love you guys. See you soon. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.